All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Diana, how you been? I've been good. Good to have you back. You're the the first one I've had come back for a second round. <laughs> Except yeah. your brother. Except my brother. Yeah. It's not like I have people begging to come on this either. <laughs> you know, I don't have a list of folks. But for you to somebody to reach out and say, hey, I'd like to come on is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have to do any of the footwork, so it right, right. <laughs> made my life easier. So good to see you. How are you? I am good. Like, you know, I get to the point where life is way better than the last time we talked. You know, I, I was in the turmoil. Yeah, you back and forth. You went back yeah. to Florida, then you came back the, to Utah. I think at that time, I, I went to Arizona and then I just came back to Utah and then, yeah, and then I flew to, I mean, like I moved to um, Miami for nine months and yeah. then I just been back here for another 10 months. So I can't get enough of Utah. What brought you back? I mean, family, mom and dad, they're declining. Sure, sure. So, I mean, I, I had to be there and like, you know, it's hard to find good people these days and it's just that at the time where they are at today where they're forgetting everything like just daily thing yeah it's becoming harder and harder for like um andrew he's my brother my brother now (laughs) yeah 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 that's cool that's cool yeah so um sometimes that happens i know you know know, we, we built this Little family that I would never really thought I could um, find here. Sure. So, um, how about you? How are you? I'm good. Just busy, busy with life and trying to get through winter. (laughs) I don't know what it is about this winter, but it has made me very like doom and gloomy. I mean, I'm usually pretty. Like that, I'm pretty good about it. You know, last year I was really good about it. Mm-hmm. But this year, I think just because I've been working a lot mm-hmm. since um, uh, when when since November, November, December, January, it's just we lost person at work, oh. so everybody's been cranking overtime. Yeah, and it just feels like it's nonstop. It's like know? good for the money, but not good for the soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and just sitting in inside all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then you come out, and it's dark. In yeah, a way. and then it's dark. <laughs> I think it's very like seasonal, seasonal uh, sadness, depression. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know lately because the sun hasn't been. I know it's I been, been shy. Yeah, it's kind of been rough. It's just like oh, mm-hmm. you know, like energy is like. You know, low, yeah. low level. <laughs> but other than that, life is pretty good compared to the rest of the world. I and mean, like we can't really compare. I know, I know we really can't. I can we sit here compare. and be like, oh, man, my biggest problem is the weather right. making me sad. Dude, oh man, poor you. Right. Poor, poor me. <laughs> I, I always um, see that as, as human beings, we have different tolerance and pain, yeah. you know. Those ones that grew up into much harder life, you know, they can have a really good toler- tolerance and pain, but uh, pain and suffering. And then there are those people that grow up with luxury in life. Like I'm not saying like all America is luxury because there's struggles here, just different struggles. What I found out is that 
they have um, pretty much kind of like the same span, mm-hmm. but they start at this different level. So if the people from the third world country started from here in the bottom, mm-hmm. and that's their pain tolerance, and they can take as much as there, right? But then um, the people that grow up in the first world country starts from here, and they can take as much as pain as, yeah. you know. But then it's like, you know, what this person feels here in the bottom is the same pain as here, mm. you know? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we all eventually feel kind of the same pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, I don't even know how to speak on that. It's a good observation. Yeah. But, um, man, some people come from the bottom of yeah. complete nothing and nothing bothers them. All right. good. All good, brother. <laughs> I'll go jump yeah. off the border and <laughs> I'll be fine in America. Yeah. It almost feels like those people who start from complete nothing Mm -hmm. and get to even something remotely like stable Mm -hmm. i feel like those are the most the more stronger people they can seem or they can seem yeah yeah yeah, because just like what i said it's the same pain Mm -hmm. you know it's the same pain it's just that your pain is for example like i think we tackled this the last um podcast that we had is that oh i didn't have internet it's not like a really good wi-fi my my life is sucks you know compared to like (laughs) 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 compared to like oh i grew up with no television and all of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so so it's a very different like you know kind of similar pain but different but then like you know how it affects your body your your um overall um function like day to day it's pretty much the same true that that's the the scary part about um mental health is that even though a lot of people in the third world country doesn't really um pay attention to it but here in america we pay attention to it and then like you know they didn't know how bad it's affecting them physically you know, yeah. only in America, we find out that stress can actually cause you hives. Like, you know, it can reflect into your physical body yeah. because your brain doesn't really know what's the difference between this kind of pain and physical pain. It, it, like, you know, your brain just read it as pain. True. So, yeah. yeah, mental health. I know that's what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could talk about that for as long as you like. Um I think it affects, I think, 99.9% of the world nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> most especially with social media. Yeah, I don't think anybody's getting away scot-free too much anymore, besides maybe my parents' generation. Mm. I forget, was that Gen, maybe Gen X? I, I don't know their generation, yeah. but I envy their generation. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're, they're that last line of like, before the internet took off. Yeah, and then know, the internet happened, media. and then, like, you know, then, like, all the mental issues and stuff, like, um, surfacing. But I think it was happening before. It did. It's just that not much study was put into it mm-hmm. because it was not as big as what we have right now because we have social media. We have little windows to each person's life. 
mm-hmm. you know they sh- they share their struggle everyone shared their struggle and then now it becomes more like you know the awareness has like surface and then a lot more people they become more aware it's like oh that's what i'm going through yeah. i thought i could just dr- uh, like you know brush it off my shoulder before and then now i'm actually going through that yeah I agree. I, I actually met up with my parents yesterday. We were talking about this. How did that go? Um, Pretty good. If the day before, I had like a complete like, uh, you know, I, I went through my thing. Yeah. I my feelings towards all that. Mm-hmm. And then when I got there, I was like, God, I made a big deal out of, out of nothing uh-huh. pretty much. But I was telling them about that. And um, God, I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I, I'm I had it emotion just, right now. <laughs> yeah, I had it and I just had a stroke. Uh, <laughs> You're like, uh, 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 reloading. Yeah, let me recalculating. <laughs> um, I'll see if I can piece this back together. Mm-hmm. And um, what, was, what was I trying to tell them? Oh, oh, the brush it off thing. So my my dad's kind of like that, you know. He's like, you know, just you got you got to muscle through, right? And you know, just work through it and do things that make you happy and very like fatherly, father. Yeah, like know, like yeah. it teach the 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 boys or the male in the family to become male, like, right. you know, like toughen a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like you, but I was telling my dad, I was like, you know, I envy the way you think because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the way you think, mm-hmm. but unfortunately my mind doesn't just forget he he's very like yeah it happened and yeah no no he, like you know we're good yeah <laughs> life uh, is good yeah we moved on and uh-huh. what do you what are you holding it on for you right. know life has moved on you should keep moving along with it kind of thing and i told him it's just everything that i went through as a kid mm-hmm. it kind of just kept building and building and building like trauma as a kid, you don't see it happening, mm-hmm. and then later on in life, all of a sudden, it wants to play catch with you. I know, yeah, and and it's amazing that um, that you're aware of that, yeah. you know. So, um, well, it affects everything I do. Some days I'll have great days, and all of a sudden I'll think about one of the surgeries I had. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what was that about? Right? Why was that so violent? Like one I had, I've been reading this book. Um, the body keeps the score. The mind keeps the score. Mm-hmm. I think it's the mind keeps the score. Mm-hmm. And the and a really great book if you want to read about like mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about like in there this doctor who wrote it. He talked about talk therapy uh-huh. and how generally talk therapy doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yet to be proven like a hundred percent beneficial to the patient. It helps, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of people like we well, gotta. <clears throat> excuse me you gotta talk to a therapist you gotta talk you gotta talk you gotta talk yes. and what he talks about he says sometimes if you keep talking about it it just regenerates uh it kind of like resurface the trauma right you're resurfacing yeah. and reliving that mm-hmm. trauma and sometimes that could be beneficial where you keep living it and then eventually you become like desensitized to it mm-hmm. and you can get past it right but most people don't can't do that yeah so um have you tried um like writing it in the journaling yes it, it, it has like you know um i've been watching a lot of um dr tara's work i don't know who that yeah, is yeah she's she's amazing because she's um i think she's a psychiatrist and she's a 
doctor at the same time but like then she like you know she also do the um the spirit like she would do like the spiritual side of human being and then she just like base it into the psychology all the time like you know it's based on psychology and what i love is the neuroplasticity and all all of those it's amazing so like yeah that's why i i mentioned like you know the um like writing it because i was like writing a book um i'm still like in the first chapter but oh my god you 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 can't believe like how much traumas you would actually find about yourself and then how you become okay you'll be like you're writing this because you're trying to remember your past most especially if it is based your life Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh wow that's why i'm like that yeah because like you know at that time in my like you know I, i was in high school i was okay with it you know, and that's why I keep tolerating toxic people in my life because I mm-hmm. thought at that time, I'm okay with that. You know, as long as I have a little bit of love and stuff, then sure. I'm okay with it, you know. So yeah. th- this is the really, uh, a really good, um, what's this, side effects or like the outcome of journaling. Hmm. What's your thought of that? You know, I've tried the journal thing. Mm-hmm. My dad was a, he's an avid journal journaler. Mm -hmm. I guess is maybe the right term. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Excuse me. And um, he's wrote wrote in his journal uh, since we were kids. Um, So I tried it in my early 20s. I actually still have a couple of the journals. Mm -hmm. And it it didn't do anything for me. So it's not for you. No. So I keep going. I keep trying things. Talk therapy 100% has not worked. Mm -hmm. And... I've been battling. Do I go back? Do I do that over? I don't. Every time I get things like in motion with it, mm-hmm. I just go, ah, man. You're you like, know, I, don't, I don't know. I and, mean, each person based on like, um, it's crazy because we're doing this mental health. Um, it's more like how it affects normal human being like you and me. Because I, I don't have PhD and all of that with doctorate for like psychology and like, you know, all of that. But then I lack so many hours like trying to do self-help. Sure. I so, think a lot of people do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You do become a little doctor, <laughs> you know? <laughs> On your own. Yeah. But what I found out is that um, what works for you might not work for me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like... Um, you have to be very in tune with like you know with yourself because like like you like the talk therapy doesn't work for you but it did for me like that's actually one of the reason why i left utah and moved to miami mm. because of my therapist my therapist like, convinced me to like hey wow that's, move a, power, out. that's a powerful therapist <laughs> to make you move from state to state right and you couldn't do via like a video talk with, it, with them no it it, it's not that it was like it, to save in order for me to save myself i need to boot out myself out of utah for a while until I'm healed. And then when I'm gotcha. healed, like, you know, and then now I can decide if I want, I want to go back to Utah or not. Gotcha. Because at that time, I was like just devastated. I'm, I'm, I'm destroyed. Like, you know, I was hitting the rock bottom where I'm just losing it, you know. Yeah. So um, with you, you said um, the talk therapy don't work. Um, the journaling is not working. 
I've been noticing in your story lately that you've been doing a lot of cold plunges. Ah, uh, I was going to get to that. <laughs> How's that? You know what? Um, I would not say it is a cure-all, mm-hmm. but I do, do truly testify that. So I got into that, I think, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. I started very basic with it, trying to learn it, understand it. I stumbled upon Wim Hof on youtube okay and if you ever get a chance to listen to his story it's like how do you not go give this a shot right like his his wife committed suicide oh she she jumped out Mm -hmm. Uh, i forget what story building and um he had three kids that he had to raise on his own and he said he was just walking through the park one day he saw some cold water and he's like I don't know what it, what it was, but right. it was maybe, inviting for him. Yeah, he's like maybe I just need silence or something. So he got in it, mm-hmm. and this you know he goes on. He's he does breathing techniques and all kinds of neat things. But mm-hmm. phenomenal human being, what he's created and started. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll get it. I bought this little Jimmy rig, like ninety buck like plastic like, yeah. circle thing and I fill it up with water. <laughs> like, a, like a big uh, drama call in yeah. the Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. And uh, I started there. I started, I don't know, like 60 degrees. I was uh-huh. like, ooh, you know, I did 60 degrees. And then I just kept doing it and I tried different ways of doing it. Um, How many times do you do it in a week? I do it almost every day now. Oh my God. God. for like the last You're year brave. yeah <laughs> like uh, I, yeah it is it's it's a routine now mm. it, it's really weird if i don't do it i feel really like oh man like i didn't start my day right but then like you know does it make you more like you know the feeling of addiction to that like you know like making it a routine i know it's good for you but like you know would it make you more dependent yeah that's a great question um because there are some people who i've stumbled across or like uh, i'm like in negative degree water and mm-hmm. i'm not getting any effects effects anymore so it, it kind of tap out i think you i'm almost to that point where i feel like i'm kind of tapping out and so is it scary for you because like when you get like yeah when you get to that point it's like okay well the cold plunges is no longer um helping with my depression what else can I try out there that, like, you know, because it, it's like when you reach certain points in your life and you're like, okay, what now? Right. Right. So, like, it, is it more advisable to do it every day or, like, just regulate it? Yeah, I think I think I have to kind of pull back mm-hmm. and not do it every day. Yeah. I think it's, I'm starting to notice it where I've got into, like, freezing water, 32 degrees, uh-huh. and I just sit there i was like wow i could sit here for a long time and that's kind of crazy for me yeah but it's when i get out i don't get that rush i used to get yeah that's yeah. probably because you're pretty much doing it everything i'm tolerated to yeah, it yeah you're, you're like oh I, it becomes my um it becomes my routine and then yeah one thing about when there it, it's like a treat mm-hmm. to your body you know, because when you just do it when you're sad, then it can probably help you. But when even if you're happy, you still do it. I mean, I mean, like you know, you know your body better. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I saw this. Um, I always walk. Um, 
at Mill Creek Canyon because that's the canyon here in Utah that allows dogs. And most of the time, my dog would just jump in the icy water. Mm -hmm. And I get so tempted to jump with him. (laughs) And I'm like, what if I freeze to death? (laughs) There's like like snow everywhere. And I'm like, "Um, I better do it with when I have so much like robes and like hot clothes like yeah. you know and then i would crank up like the the um heat in my car and then mm-hmm. just leave it on and then go jump in the water and then if i can i'm sorry oh no you're good <laughs> if i can no longer um tolerate it then i would just jump out and then get put on the the layer of clothing and then like um just get back in the car and get warm yeah but then everyone is saying that i just start with cold um shower yeah, they're so cold showers are really cool, but it's not the same. It's not the same. I think for me, and I, I advise people to go out and do cold plunges. It really mm. has helped tremendously with my depression, anxiety, everything. Mm. Like where I used to take quite a bit of medication, I don't take anything now. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this for a year, and like I don't, I don't need it. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so you got out of the pill. Yeah, I don't. Sometimes I have to take like my ADHD meds uh-huh. just because when I'm having a day where my brain is like way over there, I just need to right, right. keep it right here. Yeah. Um, but that's the worst that it gets. And that's really good because I almost got into the pills. You know, yeah. that was like um like a few months ago. Like, you know, it was really hard. I think it was the beginning of winter. Mm-hmm. And then I had this moment where like I, I, my hormones is so imbalanced to where I would wake up and I would say, why am I up? You know? Mm-hmm. And then I would always want to kill myself. Like it just borderline, very, um, societal. And then, um, I went, to, I have, um, a best friend, like, you know, he's like really good to me. He's also a um, psychiatrist in Miami he sent me medication in in the nearest pharmacy. And then I I just thought of it. I got so scared with the pill. And I, I had to sit with myself. And I said, is life really, really that sad for me to start taking those pills? Yeah. You know, and, and I thought of it. And it, like, I go really deep into like, in my thoughts and, and I was like and then I created this thing and I think I, I can't remember if I saw it in TikTok or, or Instagram but it's about life and it says that like you know it, it made me realize this um, I said life is is an experience for for all of us you know and it has it's good and bad you know so at that time when I was about to take those pills and I thought like, is, is life really that hard for me to start taking those? And then I thought to myself, I'm like, no, you know, because I have to embrace life, even it's painful. Mm-hmm. I have to, to like, you know, to just enjoy life, even it's suffering, if, even through like, you know, the darkest part of it. Because you know what? We all have our expiry date. You know, we are sent in this world not just to feel happiness. That that yeah. that's why I, I discovered like 
Like it, we are so bombarded with social media that oh, look at me with my happy life. You know, the, not a lot of us share about the sadness of life. You know, the like how how life can be so painful sometimes, and most of the time we learn from the bad. We never learn from the good. Mm. You know, and at that time I was like, no, I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm gonna continue feeling because. I am lucky enough to be able to feel the happiness and the sadness and something in between. Like the full spectrum of life as it is, I'm able to experience all of it. Mm -hmm. And for that, I'm, I'm very lucky to be alive. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great outlook on it. I mm -hmm. think a lot of people get trapped in just like, well, if I'm sad, I have to be sad. Right. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, like, okay, what do you want in life? When you're asked that question, what do you want in life? And most people would say, I just want to be happy. Yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, <laughs> right? baby. Yeah. <laughs> drugs and fast women. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's not really like a permanent fix, is it? Because... Um, I just saw this podcast with, um, it's like the school of greatness. I'm avid um, fan of him. And then there is this woman from Utah, actually, and she's part of the dance, like, you know, in Hollywood right now. And she just lost her husband like um, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, what she said is kind of like the same as that. Like the life as it is, we need to accept it. And, and we need to just enjoy it even if it's the bad yeah. you know i totally agree i think the more and more as i keep toying around with trying to figure out what works best best for me mm -hmm. you you do appreciate like there are some seasons even like even with doing cold plunges and like being mm -hmm. out there it's still some days are just tough and i don't mm -hmm. know why sometimes i'm just like dude i don't want to get out of bed Right. I don't want to talk to nobody. Yeah. I'm just going to sit in my room and be angry <laughs> at nothing. <laughs> Luckily, you have yeah. to get three puppies right yeah. here that entertains you. Yeah. And it, it's for somebody who doesn't suffer with mental health and they see mm -hmm. somebody like go through it, mm -hmm. it, it it's really hard to explain. Uh, I can't explain it. It's just like... It, you just have to kind of sit with them and like let them let them work through it. Yeah, and then they'll pop out of it. Yeah, the majority of the time they pop out of it when they're when they're ready. But but I I agree. You do have to feel a little bit of sad, mm -hmm. a little bit of glad, just kind of like with the weather. Mm -hmm. If it's winter all the time, it's like dude, this sucks. It, it, yeah, it would suck. But if it's hot all the time, it's like, dude, it, it would this also suck. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like you ask the people in Arizona how how they hate summer, and you ask the people here how they love summer, right? You know. Yeah, I love summer here. Right? Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's like a break. And um, I was actually like, you know, it was the beginning of this winter, and it's been snowing a lot, and I found um, enjoyment in driving. Unfortunately, I drive. A car that would not drive in snow. <laughs> Speaking to the church on that one. My little car slides all over the place. Right. <laughs> so, and I was like sitting in the um, Smith's parking lot and I see people in Utah. They're, they're happy. You know, they're, they're enjoying the snow. Like, you know, they're yeah. all just like, like they're grabbing Christmas stuff and then smiling. And it dawned to me. I'm like, 
yeah, it's actually really nice here. Mm-hmm. You know, now in this at this point, I'm falling in love in Utah. Before it was yeah. like, oh, Utah has so much traumatic moment for oh, me. <laughs> trust me, when I first moved here, I was, I felt the same way. Yeah. Like, but somebody just burned this place already. Right. <laughs> Get one of those bombs over here. <laughs> but yeah. now you're like, oh, you know, if I could just bundle up and I can stay warm and I can go to the forest mm-hmm. with my dog, I could stay there the whole day. You know, yeah. it, hiking it, when there's snow out is mm, something special. It it goes very quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like I never experienced such quietness mm-hmm. in my life. You know, you, you just hear the snow or the wind and it, it's like, it's airy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it has that very different feeling. Yeah, I, I know for me when I go up there and it's still cold and there's a little bit of snow mm-hmm. and you just, everything's kind of that still feeling, mm-hmm. you, you're an, like your your animal instincts kick in. You mm-hmm. can hear everything. Right. It's like, what was that? Dude? I heard <laughs> yeah. a little crack, a little stick break. What was that? Yeah. And you then hear you're the like, snow fall off the yeah. trees. Like, it, it's like yeah. your sixth six sense mm-hmm. uh, kind of way. Like we, I, I was hiking the other day with Kane. It was starting to get dark and I, I just felt scared. I, I felt scared for some reason and we went there so many times and I'm like, let's go back. Like, you know, let, let's not continue this hike. And then the, the next um, hour, I just saw it in KSL that there is so many ma- mountain lions mm, right now. I've been reading like, that too. Yeah, in this um, yeah. mountain and I was like, oh, maybe that was was lurking. <laughs> it could have been. Yeah. Yeah, it, human beings, if I... I mm-hmm. I'm going to be sad the day people lose that instinct, you know, because it's coming. I, I don't think they would. I, I hope not because yeah. it, it's uh, um, like, you know, it's the gut instinct, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's core, uh, like, you know, based on Tyra's word um, research, it's about like the microbiome in, in your gut that mm-hmm. kind of like tells you talks know something to, yeah it talks to your brain yeah and how like it's not talking very well i keep i keep making bad decision <laughs> i might like you know i might as well just drink something yeah. to kill all of that thing. where were you cut where were you on that one <laughs> yeah so um going back to dealing with depression yes um so cold plunges works for you um do you have anything else that works for you um, anything that's really, I know it sounds so cliche, and this mm-hmm. is what a lot of people say in the cold plunge world, mm-hmm. but anything that's just really, really difficult, and okay. it doesn't necessarily need to be cold plunges, that may not be your thing. Yeah. Um, and you have to experiment with it, kind of mm-hmm. like I did. Sometimes I do them early in the morning mm-hmm. before I start working out, and usually that works out pretty well, or sometimes I do it after work. Mm-hmm. Um. Last year, I kept the thing outside and endured the elements at the same time. Okay. I think that's what I need to do now is put it back outside. Yeah. Because it's been in the garage and it's just like... It's just sitting there. I don't connect. It's, you know, there's something missing. Right. It's probably better if you put it outside too because it's like you can see a little bit of the nature. Yeah. You know, it's really proven that, like, you know, I was actually watching this podcast again um, before i came here and they talk about like just 
even 15 to 20 minutes in nature yeah. do help a lot with stress. It does. Yeah. And I know that's what, that's what I've been missing too because I've been working so much. Mm-hmm. So um, to go back, what else has worked? Um, and the only thing I suggest is like anything that's really, really uncomfortable and that's hard. Like even doing like podcasts for me can mm-hmm. be like super hard. It's yeah. like, yeah. you just sit there you're your multitasking yeah you're multitasking (laughs) so that could be hard for some people yeah you know engaging in like conversations say you're not a very talkative person right start a little podcast Uh uh-huh maybe just talk to yourself Uh and see how that goes yeah yeah i mean it's good it's such a good relief sometimes to be able to speak your mind yeah it's almost like journaling but you're doing it into the video you know, and uh, like you're recording yourself and it would be so good to like get back to that. I was actually watching our podcast the other day and that's why I was like, let's do another one. (laughs) Yeah, yours I think got the most hits too. I was like, wow, you are a popular person. (laughs) No, but like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, you know, it it kind of like um, do these certain things where you had evolved in a certain amount of time as a human being, you know, you can like touch bases like who I was two years ago when we first met. Mm-hmm. And then who are we now, you know, yeah, after completely two years. different. Yeah. Completely different person. Yeah. I'm still like very like ambitious about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, mostly even my coworkers are like, dude, you're going to shut up about the cold plunge. It's all you talk about. <laughs> I'm no, like, I'm telling you, bro, it works. Yeah, because you know? it's something that works for it you. Works. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you can't help but like try to like, you know, to spread it with people because, you know, it works for you. It must work for them. One thing about like, you know, you mentioned that like doing something difficult, mm-hmm. you know, there there is like um scientific study about that that when you do certain that is uh, certain things that are very difficult, it often remolds your brain and it makes your brain grows um like you know even more. Yeah. So it it's really good to always get out of the comfort zone. Because when you get out of the comfort zone, it tends to like your brain gets stuck into that and then you're you're that, right? Mm-hmm. If you're constantly doing something difficult and hard for your brain to grasp, then um then you become you're you're evolving, you're continuing to evolve. Even like you moving to Utah was big thing for your brain. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, like j- just trying to reacclimate with um the weather. Or like the people, the new environment, that that was big for your brain. And I'm sure you had learned a lot from that move. Sure. Oh, you too. <laughs> you know, uh, let's not forget you moved from the Philippines to here yeah. to, uh, you know, uh, Arizona, all over the place. One thing. Mine's kind of. Yeah, yeah, you're here. Mine's kind of petty compared no, to... No, 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 that's why I you said... You left it. a whole country. <laughs> Try that out. Right. No, it's... I would be like, oh, man, I'm fucking going back. <laughs> I quit. No, it's like, it's not like that, though, but it's still a move. You can't, like, like you know, you can't, just like what I said, your pain is different from mine, you know? Yeah, but I know, I know, and it's kind of you to say that, mm. uh, but, like, I, I have a lot of friends, and I don't know why I keep meeting people like that and i don't, I don't re- 
it, I, I don't know if I draw. Okay, let's dig into this. This yeah. is. This I don't know if I draw people, but mm-hmm. a lot of my friends aren't from the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, generally, a lot of people I work with are from either the Philippines. Like my good friend Prana is from India, mm-hmm. and he moved here. And have you been out of the country? Not yet. I think you should. It's um, I'm hoping this year. Yeah, you know, because there is that um, in the Philippines. I never really get along well with Filipinos. Really? I don't. Filipinos can be pretty hard to each other. To each other, but they're very, like, you know, their generosity and, like, um, hospitality for foreign people mm-hmm. is su- superb. That's, That's why what they, I hear. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. superb. Like, they, they would treat you like a VIP, but for other Filipinos, we see each other as competition. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, we... we I'm not going to participate. I'm like, they. You could say it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to participate into that. I'm like, they. <laughs> yeah. They pull each other down. They do. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because like, they, instead of like, helping each other to all rise up together, they would pull each other down. But when it comes to other ethnicity and like, you know, um, they're very welcoming. They are. Yeah. So um, just don't make them mad. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> do, don't, don't you fucking make them mad. Right. The chinelas would go oh flying man, across the room. <laughs> dude, they hold a grudge. Sorry, I don't mean to say they, Filipino, yeah. but Filipinos can hold a grudge. Oh, we can. Yeah. And it's like, I've seen it. Like, yeah. Oh, man, we're still holding on to that one. <laughs> we're so good at like collecting those bullets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And then yeah, when yeah. It, the, the conflict happened, I'm like, oh, God, yes, I've been preparing this bullet right here. Oh, here it comes. You said this like five years ago. <laughs> this it says is here, did, and right. I quote. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very Filipino. Mm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think you lost me right there. <laughs> yeah, they're, but they're, they're so fun. Uh-huh. Um, working with them here and just oh every time I hear their stories like there's one Filipino um, lady I work with uh-huh. at work and she met her husband he was uh, stationed there I believe yeah in the Philippines uh huh and um, he I guess he saw her from like afar she was about to get in a cab and he ran up and just gave her, her his, number. his number and yeah. then I guess they traveled all through Asia together oh, and they got amazing. married and they have a kid and yeah. they're here <laughs> she's here it's but like I wish everyone has the fairy tale story. It's such a beautiful story. I'm all, <laughs> yeah. Wow, you should write a book about this, right, you know? Yeah. And uh, she she doesn't think anything of it. She's, mm. uh, but I was like, you know how like fascinating that is to somebody from the United States cuz United States, let's be honest, we're yeah. we're pretty sheltered. Yeah. Um I don't think it's our fault, but that's why I do enjoy sh- social media because now you're starting to see mm. it, it it ain't all about what's going on in the u.s right there's a lot going on mm. that people need to be aware of yeah, that, that, even right it, next to our border here yeah you know all these venezuelans it makes me wonder what it what is it down happening down there yeah that the they're willing to just give it all up it, it's the promise you know? of the u.s like you know don't get me wrong like here in the u.s you guys are so like a lot of people in the US. I'm sorry, like you know, to mention this, but Hey, this is the, hey, this is the US <laughs> freedom of speech. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um they're so naive about what they have, mm-hmm. you know, what they got and what's outside of the United States looks like. Yeah. 
And then outside of the United States, we think that the USA is heaven. It's the Mecca that yeah. we all need to go to because if you just crossed the border and you made it to the US, you're rich. That kind of instinct. And that's so far from the reality. Eight years after landing in like, you know, LAX, I still haven't gone home. I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. It's tough here. It, yeah, it's so you hard. You know, and um, I, I think people are starting to realize that too. Like United mm-hmm. States comes with the price. If you want to come here, it's, it's hard work. It does. Even being here from here, it is hard. It is. You know? And it's also like, you know, that's where um, America is land of, um, like, you know, opportunity. It truly is. Yeah. If you have a good mind, you mm -hmm. have a good idea, you build your own business, that's when you grow. But then the government is designed to make everyone, most most people, become the the honeybee, Mm -hmm. like, you know. The the one that brings the the honey to the yeah, government. The pollinators. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's sad. But like if you can just get out of that, you can create your own niche, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then also like America is is like the best place for for that. You know, yeah. because like the law is written for like, you know, the people that wanted to be like, you know, to build their own business. And there's so much, like, you know, tax write-off that you can do if you have your own business. But then if you're only, like, you know, if you're working, which is, like, um, like the corporate world, and then, like, even just, like, regular workers, then the, the government would tax you. Yeah. You know, instead of you, like, you know, putting everything as a write-off of taxes. Uh, if you're working just regular work, then the, the government has the right to remove taxes from your wages. Yeah, I wish I wish we could do better with taxes here. I mean, yeah. I, I think, like, you know, it's, we it's need a, a little revolution. rough. <laughs> <laughs> I look at my paycheck and I go, dang, yeah. dude, I could use that money right now. Right. Especially, here's here's how I would solve School loans is a big issue here mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yes. So I've always talked about this at work. I was like, dude, I, I think I could solve it. Yeah. And this is my ignorant thought process. Is So say those people who've gone to school mm-hmm. um, are paying taxes right now. Mm-hmm. Instead of them paying into this constant thing that seems to be unbeneficial to most of us, mm-hmm. why don't you just take those taxes and apply it right to our school loan? Right. And until you keep applying it, until it's done... And then once it's done, you put us back into the big pot. Yeah. I think that would be a wonderful solution because people would meet their payments. People, you know. Yeah. Every, everyone would be motivated yeah. to, like, you know, to work more. Yeah. Work more. I, I would, I'd be like, dude, I'm all in. Right. You know, I, I, you can even plan it out. All right. In the next six months, if I work one more day, mm-hmm. I'll have X amount paid off and then I could just pay the rest off and then I'm done. Right, right, right. You know? But yeah. yeah, we make it so hard. You know, it shouldn't be that hard. If we're able to give countless dollars, who knows at this point, to, to other, countries. other countries without blinking an eye. Yeah. But you can't I did, there delete is, some school debt yeah, yeah. for the people who are trying to make it better for themselves here. Exactly. It seems so counterintuitive. How are you, <laughs> like, you know, how are you able to afford billions and billions and billions of dollars 
to get sent out of like you know the United States but you can't pardon like you know the people that work for those money that you just sent mm-hmm. but I think there there is a deeper thing that is going on there and I don't want to like <laughs> you don't hurt anybody's you? feelings trust me this is <laughs> This is uh, this this is on a lot of people's minds right now. Yeah, like, I mean, what are like, we doing? We are aware. Yeah, like you know what? We are aware what they're doing. Yeah, you know, it's just that like it saddened me because most of the time we neglect our own. Yeah, you know, we neglect our own. So America is like this very big narcissistic person. Like you know, if it is a person, it's like a very big show off narcissistic narcissistic person that in their family they neglect everyone in their family but they show off to other people as oh i'm good like you know i would help you mm-hmm. i would do this for you i would do that for you i would fight your battle but then their children they neglect their children their children doesn't have anything you know it's hard like you know their children is starving or like mm-hmm. struggling but that's america like you know that, that's like a like a very narcissistic parent yeah, I've always looked at America as like the big bully on the playground. <laughs> like we like to start, and I, I, I'm not talking bad about anybody, but it, it, sometimes it, you, I feel like, like, what, what are we doing over there? Like, yeah. why are we like, why are we involving yeah. ourselves into this? And like, I, I cringed, and I, sh- I put my head down when like uh, Joe Biden's like, we stand by Israel. I was like, oh, <laughs> brother. I don't know if everybody really feels that way. Yeah, yeah. Now, why would you speak for all of us? Right. I don't know why he would say something like that. I mean, he is a disaster. He Unfortunately, he just made a lot of bad moves. I mean, like, yeah, but that's, yeah. like, you know, that's the government. Like, yeah. that's their thing. And I'm like, you know what? It's going back to... um the um what's this mental health mm-hmm. you know when we watch so much um news it often actually make you depressed more yeah i've gone down that road a lot yeah so what i <laughs> like i recently been doing is just i've been i've been avoiding it because sometimes yes we can say we can speak like you know it's a freedom of speech here in the us but then it's something that we cannot really change like, you know, we can change it if right. all of us agree into it, you know, but then we can just let that part of, um, like, you know, of our society keep squeezing us because if they keep squeezing and squeezing and squeezing their people, then eventually, like, you know, the people itself would do something about it. Yeah. Um, I, I've come to that too. I, I've recently just had to like sit down and be like, there's absolutely nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. About the Middle East issues, right? Now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that issue had been there forever yeah, well, from day one. It feels like, <laughs> yeah, whenever like day one was, it's in the, <laughs> even in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, there's, you know, here's the thing: is that there is innocence in both sides. Don't get 100%. me wrong. There, there are yeah. innocent in both sides, and there are evil in both sides. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, we live in this world where we can't really have that promise, paradise as of yeah. this moment, and it's it's getting scary. Like you know, I, it really is. I mean, what what's the worst can happen is that if we have like the the World War Three and we all killed each other, mm-hmm. 
I think the mother nature would still try to, you know, heal itself and it would continue to go on but just without us. <laughs> and very yeah, few there's of plenty us. of movies that are like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah. And so and it's like if you guys really want to poke that matter, I'm like, I know the earth would be fine. <laughs> yeah, earth's so, going to be just fine. But it's, you and me will not going to yeah. be. So <laughs> Earth has gone on before us and it will go on after us, I feel. Mm -hmm. And it should. It's, you know, that is a well-oiled machine. It is. And it, it, it's always found a way to take care of itself. Yeah. And you are, we are a guest. Right. You know? We're pretty much the... Um, I, We're I, the worst guests that never checked <laughs> yeah. out, you know? <laughs> are you guys going to leave? <laughs> They're like, We're like, no, we're going to destroy no, everything that we you gotta have. We're going to mess it all up first and then I'll go. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like, or, or we'll like station ourselves into the moon and then the uh -huh. Mars, so that like, you know, the Mother Earth can ever get rid of us yeah 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 so yeah i do worry about what it, whatever it is is occurring right now mm -hmm. um just a lot of innocent people just getting murdered mm -hmm. it does you know and, and it's always the innocent that feel it the most and i think and i was trying to point this down the other day it's like why does america voice their opinion about everything and i think it's realized for me is that it's because everybody here is from everywhere and, and it's you know and it affects them mm -hmm. and we i'm sure we have a friend somewhere down the road where like hey one they're from israel or, hey they're right from, yeah they're Palestinians why can't or, we just love each other right? right yeah um the thing is it's like um it's also america is the biggest um military in the world yeah even nato like, you know, me and my brother, we talk about this the other day. NATO, um, some of those countries doesn't have their own military. Mm -hmm. They're part of NATO. And NATO, the biggest military of NATO is us, yeah. America. So that, that's that's why we're there. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why we're always involved in each, yeah. like, you know, conflict in the world. And I get it. I get it. It'd be weird for to sit here and not do anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we always need to be the first to be like, hey, man. <laughs> the rippery. Yeah. Uh, or like, hey. the, like the one that poke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey. You think we should just keep doing proxy wars? <laughs> right. We're not really there. It's like, you we know? need to get rid of all our old uh, yeah. bullets. <laughs> and, you know, if you talk to some people, that is the legit reason mm -hmm. why we're doing it. And mm -hmm. it's to try out new industrial weapons. Exactly. You know? Mm hmm. And I can see that. I can see, you know, Ukraine is like has the oldest trash to shoot with. And guess what? They got like really cool shit now right. from who? Yeah. And they're trying out things that we can't really try out right, right. now. Right. Yeah. So we're not so, at war. Right. We're like, oh, we're learning. Um, <laughs> a lot of this is data collection. Hey, yeah. there's there's a faulty here. We'll fix it. And it's unfortunate that it, some people will admit that. But it is unfortunate that's what it takes and that's what we do. No, yeah, it is what it is. Human beings, we just, I don't know why. We like I to, we're made of destruction. We like to destroy something so that we can rebuild. Yeah, we really do like to fight each other. I, I think, know? yeah. <laughs> we really just like to pick on each other. Right, right. Our, my parents and I, we pick on each other. It's like, yeah. dude, imagine if this was somebody else and yeah. they just got really upset and they just shot you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? But then, like, you know, 
it, it, we're always given this opportunity to be the best version of ourselves every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so what's what's your intake in that? Like, I I know you had been very generous to most of your friends, and then um, I know, like you know, in our last podcast, you you had told me about those scenarios where people actually would be there when they need something from you and then be gone and like, you know, not even offer you friendship. <clears throat> How are you as a human being, like, you know, handle that and able to continue being kind to people? Oh, that is a great question. I, you know, I really like you asking me questions. <laughs> you know, this is cool. It's usually me like... Right, you're asking me questions. Yeah, yeah. no one really ever asked me much. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Um, you know what? It hurts. Yeah. Uh, it, it will always hurt. Um, I'm just built that way and there's, I can't get rid of it mm -hmm. just because of everything I went through. Yes. Uh, all the surgeries and the kind generosity people have shown me. Mm -hmm. It kind of, it's really weird. I had a weird, such a weird childhood. It's such, I wouldn't say violent, but it was pain. I mean, can, I, can you give me an idea of what's childhood like for you? So I think I've told you about, it. I was born with a cleft yes. lip palate. Mm -hmm. And with that, some kids, it's usually one surgery and done. Mm -hmm. And then some, it's a continuous journey, which a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. So there's, and you can get a cleft anywhere. You can get a cleft in your head, in your hand, in your foot, your brain. Right. Um, generally it's in the face right yeah. here. And, um, it can affect a lot of other things. So, well, my first surgery, from what I was told, my mom, it was like 18 months. Mm -hmm. And then it was just a surgery all the time from that point on until I was like 24, 5. Uh -huh. So the first like quarter of my life, uh -huh. in and out of hospitals, anesthesia, yeah, shots, yeah. pain. How did that affect your your brain? Uh, I think it affected it very negatively. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we just talked about this yesterday. It's like, you know, as a, I, I know I said it earlier, you don't, as a kid, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't understand what's going on. You're just kind of like, this is what has to be done. Right. Um, and it, you don't think it affects you, mm -hmm. but you know, the body does not forget. Right. The mind doesn't forget. And um, it just was painful. It, so it was mainly, uh, no, it's not mainly. It was a combination of physical trauma and mental trauma. Yeah, be, the mental mm, part mm, came mm. was like, okay, I have two brothers. I have an older brother and a younger brother, mm -hmm. and they're fine. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened to them. Right. So that starts to toy with you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, why did God um, put this on me and not yeah. them or like, something like that? Yeah. And then if you really dive mm. into religion or like, uh, previous life was I was I such an asshole that I deserve this maybe maybe <laughs> and you start toying with yourself with that right, idea right, yeah. because there are some people who believe that mm. that what you pay the price for whatever you were previous right I was like dude what, what did I do that was so messed up that I had to take on this burden yeah. And that's a dangerous road too. Right. I recommend nobody think like that or believe that sort of thing cuz that or maybe maybe like you know they can they can think of it like okay if I was bad in my um 
past life, then I have the chance to do better this you in can, this lifetime. You can look at it like that too. Yeah, because yeah. like I, I, in me and my personally, like I see is like um, there's a lot of people are vindictive, right? And there is a person like me. I'd always see what did I learn from that, and how can I revert that pain into love? You know, because in our day and age, it's like okay, you hurt me, I'll hurt you back. Right, yeah. but we don't have much people that would like. Oh, you hurt me. Let me understand why you do certain things to hurt me, and how can I help you become a better person? You know, there, there's that would an, be the more adult way to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know, I'm not gonna punch back. So no way, I'm gonna get them back. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what does what do you learn from pain? I learned that it, like anything, it can be very addictive. Mm. Um, I don't think a lot of people know, but like I have generally felt if I wasn't in some sort of pain in my life, that something was wrong. Is this why you keep stumbling across those people that would just use you and hurt you? Probably. And then the more and more I look at it, it's like, well, why do I find cold plunge to be kind of soothing it's because that shit pain. hurts yeah because that like getting in there is like <laughs> oh man you know <laughs> but that that there's more beneficial <laughs> health <laughs> to that <laughs> like yeah like you know at least that pain helps you become like you know happy and stuff yeah. but like that that's like does it scares you that like you know that kind of like you know part of your tendency it does it's a very bad um and I've gotten better at it. I mm -hmm. This year, I, I told myself, I'm not helping anybody, at least financially, like I was, mm -hmm. you know, previous years. Because you can't sink your boat and help them, like, yeah. you know, stay afloat. Yeah, because it's just like, well, why do you need money? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, how old are you? Right. Okay. I understand maybe if you're a teenager and you needed some help. Mm -hmm. But you're like, you're almost 40 and you're asking me for money. Right. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're in this battle together. Yeah. Like, you know, I have my bills to pay too. <laughs> but then I feel like if I don't help, I feel guilty. So yeah. there's another layer to it is yes. because I've been so fortunate people have always helped me. But it's, it's never been money. I don't know why I feel... Tell me about more of that guilt. Like, why why I feel guilty? I feel... And I was telling my dad this... Man, we're peeling the onion today. Um, right, right. I was telling my dad this the other day. All those people, if I am not overly successful, if I don't have everything put into place in life, if I'm not a good person, mm. then I have done everybody who's helped me a disservice. Okay. I've wasted their time. So it's like gratitude for those people that help you. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was like, okay, where is there's like a trauma right there that you always wanted to, you know, show up for people or like now you I get it. Like yeah. I, I get your reasoning. It's like I'm just paying back, but not to those people that help me, but to right. those people that are in need. To people who come into my life. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you know, they need like and now I just like I've told myself just if you need somebody to talk to, I, I can try there. to yeah. 
stir you in the right direction. But as far as like financially, I can't. You, I can't you do can't that be. Anymore. You can't be enabler. Yeah, and I was for a long time. Yes, because uh, yeah. sometimes it's really good, and I I always push to help because I still at the, at this day I still help my parents, I still help my siblings, but I always teach my mom how to reenact the way they raised me because they change. You know, I am, I was, I mean, I am the first child, firstborn. So they were very harsh and hard with me. But then later on in life, they become more softer and more like, you know, like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. And I've yeah. been trying to like, you know, to, to push it in their, in their, um, how do I say, method to don't do it to my uh, like you know don't just tolerate my my brothers and my my sister mm-hmm. like don't because um, i believe that if we enable them to feel to like you know that they always have security mm-hmm. they would always run to us when it's difficult you know and then when it's difficult they no longer how ha- uh, know how to fend for themselves except they're just they know how to run to you now mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the same thing with um, one of my brother. I call him like he's the black sheep, but he never really appreciated me. You know, um, when I was 17 years old after high school, I was like, you know, I, my parents pretty much just put like, I think I mentioned this in my first um, podcast with you. But then as of today, he thinks like, oh, Ate Diana was never really there for me, mm. you know? And it, it's like, I told this to my mom like a few weeks <laughs> ago. Like, I was like, <laughs> no. And I was like, I did he ever think that I have a chosen family here in America where I can run to and they're, they're like my safe, safety net? Don't get me wrong. I, I have those people. But I never really ran back to my mom and my dad and to them to ask them monetarily help when I'm struggling. Yeah. You know, I, I never I never did that to them. And for them to be just so entitled because like, you know, they feel like I did not help them. And I told my mom, who let uh, I mean who supported his food for the past two years? It was me. Mm. He, he did not see that. Who actually, like, you know, every time his child don't have milk, who sent money to buy his child milk? It was me. Mm-hmm. He fucked up so many um, jobs. Like, you know, he, like, pretty much stole. It's not stole, but, like, he took, like, you know, some of the money that is, like, you know, owned by the um, business that he works for because he thinks he can pay it back and he can't pay it back. Mm. And it was not just a small amount of money. It was a big chunk of money who paid for it. It was me. And like all of those is like, you know, even until like today, I'm still there for him. And I told my mom, did he even appreciate that? Or he only saw what am I not willing to do for him anymore? Because he would always say these things. Okay, I'm just going to go home in a coffin. <clears throat> yeah. he, he, I'm like, why are you always 
going to like you know <laughs> blackmail us with you killing yourself yeah. <laughs> like don't be talking to me like that because i'm gonna be asking you where do you want me to bury you mm. so it's like that's the thing when we are when we are so help helpful we sometimes become an enabler yeah we become more toxic than that person <laughs> that needs the help yeah when you know? we can say no you need to figure it out yourself then they would probably would not appreciate it at that moment but they would appreciate it in the long run because yeah. they would say oh thank you for not letting me gain access to what i needed so easily because it taught me how to find it myself mm. you know so i totally agree mm. i i've I've learned that the hard way and I I just know and those people even when I've helped I've always told them hey man if you ever just need to talk to somebody my phone number is still available to you yeah and you would be surprised how much you don't hear from them anymore yeah and that that I think hurts the most because I've never ever done anything where I was like well if I'm gonna do this for you you better do this for me yeah you know? because you are doing it full-heartedly yeah because I, I know what it's like to like struggle and feel like nobody is there for you I, I mean trust me I know that probably more than a lot of people and I, I don't like to see people like hurt like that and like mm -hmm. confused where their next meal might come from right. and sometimes unfortunately they have to go through that I mean we are like in America said, yeah we are in America there's a lot of like know. you know access to I say that too. <laughs> yeah it's you like know. oh okay okay so if you don't have something to eat there is certain like you know places maybe like I can um, redirect you to those places where you can gain access to certain like you know things that government do for people mm -hmm. you know we're lucky to have those yeah like okay um, when I was in Miami, I was the community health worker there. I helped um, on HIV prevention and suppression. But I also had um, access to housing. Mm. So at night, as an outreach that I do for my, for my own self, it's like outside of the company that I work for, is that I would go to, like, you know, hang out with the homeless people in, um, in the park. There's this park right there called margaret park you're by, a brave soul yeah <laughs> by go Bayside. hang out with homeless people yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i did there and we go like you know we'd go fishing and stuff like they, they were fun yeah They're, they could be a real like hoot they can be yes <laughs> yeah. but like it's funny about like you know because i i tackled this with my brother the other day and i told him there is something about being so innocent that even the baddest person out there didn't want to harm that because yeah. it's so innocent you know and i think that was like my um my safety net because like i was never scared of them yeah. you know i i always gained respect from them and like I, yeah we would just sit right there and i would always try to offer them like if you want to get back to the society i can help you yeah. but then they have their own way, you know. They're, they yes, have their they own do. way. Then they're like, no, I'm good here. Diana, like, my life is good. And I was like, okay, if this is good for you, okay. I understand that. Yeah. But, like, I'm just saying that if you need my help, I'm here. Yeah, I have a brother who's who's homeless. Yeah, he's a you drug mentioned addict, this. And yeah. he's back in jail right now. Um, so he's probably sober right now. 
yeah he maybe i don't know mm-hmm. you know um drug people tend to find drugs regardless <laughs> regardless of where they are <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like they would they, yeah. yeah i know a lot of people have a heart for homeless people and they are people i, I totally get that yeah but the majority of homeless people do not want you or do not want anybody interrupting how they live their life. Yes. Generally, most of them like living like that. Yes. As weird as that looks and as tough as that looks to you. They, they like it. They, they thrive in the environment. They thrive there. Yes. That's where they feel most comfortable. And my brother is like that too. He was in rehab and apparently there was one portion where they talked about getting back into the society, <clears throat> society yeah. getting a job, uh-huh. you know, putting your effort back into the world. Right. And I guess he had to get up and walk out because he does not want to do that. Yeah. And the majority of them don't want to do that. Um, how close of age gap are you with this brother? We're 11 months apart. We wow. are hand in hand, did <laughs> everything <laughs> together. Together. Yeah. And then like, isn't it amazing that you become very successful of what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And then do you ever think of what kind of trauma he went through that push him to like you know seek um refuge in a way like you know of taking drugs yeah and i've asked him that i'm like dude is you can talk to me did something happen that mm-hmm. none of us know about mm-hmm. that has driven you because usually that's the case right like most of these homeless folks the trauma as their kid their dad beat them molested like yes. go down any negative road and that's usually what happened right and he he, he said no Okay. He's like, nothing happened. I just like living like that. I like doing what I want to do when I want to do it. Yeah. I like getting high. Mm-hmm. I just like doing my thing. Okay. And, and I said, <laughs> okay, man. I'll be like uh, so fully supportive today. And I'm like, if you're happy, I'm like, go for it. I mean, if you like living like that, man, yeah. I, I do, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know? If yes. anybody should have been down that road, I, I was told him, like, dude, I have every excuse to be like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could be you and you could be but, me yeah. going, oh, I get it. But then <laughs> there is that part of you that would not let yourself there. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm not built like that. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm built like my dad. I need to know, like, A, B, C. Mm-hmm. I need to know when my money's coming, where it's coming from. I go to work at this time. Like, So you like the routine. I, I'm a routine. I'm. Mm. I'm a routine dude. If I were to join the military, I'd probably be the best soldier because it's like, hey, A, B, C. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I, I have someone manage my life how yeah. I live it. In. <laughs> and yeah. uh, luckily people have always told me like, dude, you, you're lucky you never went. But I was like, I don't know. Because yeah. I, I never went. So I would never know. Yeah. But I'm like that. I, I observed my dad like crazy growing up. And yeah. I saw how hardworking he was. Well, um, how a man takes care of his family like that old school where a lot of people don't like to hear it anymore mm-hmm. but i appreciate that because it's like dude this dude was there yeah he was a good dad we yeah. never went starving i mean we didn't have all the food in the world right. but it was there uh, we had shelter mm-hmm. and why why would you shit on that mm-hmm. why do people think that's a bad thing i don't know yeah So when it comes to your um, relationship with your parents, I know the last time we spoke, um, it was different. What changed? 
Uh, well, they recently watched some podcasts mm-hmm. of a brother, my brother and I, uh-huh. kind of taking a dump on them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, my mom called me out on that one. She's like, D- you know, you, you can't say that about us. And I was like, <laughs> right. all right. And, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. You're and, supposed to like protect the family, in that, but like you know. And I get it. I I took those down. Okay, good. Respectfully, mm-hmm. um, and she was right. Like, who who are you to say that out mm-hmm. loud right. about us mm-hmm. when we're not in the room? Totally mm-hmm. get it. She had every right. To she be. she probably would like. I would have appreciated if you guys, if you both discussed it with me and your dad. In yeah. the first, and then we could have actually do something about it. Right. They're probably not aware. They are now. And mm-hmm. they found out the hard way. And we learned, I learned the hard way too. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that everything is out there, I still struggle because I feel like I still have to, I have this ability to change the past and yeah. who they are as people. Mm-hmm. And I just need to learn to like stop that shit. I mean. Like, dude, you ain't going to change anything. <laughs> this is this is this is what I learned too is that there is two sides of the coin, you know, and this is why I become very forgiving because it's like what made you do that? What was your reasoning? Like, you know, I always like, you know, try to put myself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, there are certain things that they probably grow up with, certain, like, you know, culture in our homes that were raised as children or they're raised as children. And, it, at, like, you know, at the same time, they thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. And that was what they were trying to, like, you know, make a rule within the family. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the more and more they open up about their past, their childhood, mm-hmm. and what they were trying to do with us. Yeah, it, you start to see like, oh, dude, that makes yeah. sense. Like, <laughs> like, I just found out why my dad was so tight with money on groceries it's because he only got paid once a month. Yeah, and I didn't know like he was budgeting that tough. Right. I was like, oh, that's why we ate the same cheap Each, thing. Right. Right. Every Monday was like tacos. Every Tuesday was spaghetti. Like that was every Monday. F- the whole month. Yeah, this is probably why you, you want know? everything to be For <laughs> organized. Sure. That's where it all comes because from. Because you, you kind of like grow up to that yeah. kind of thing. And but like food is very like not uh, a joy for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not trying to sound like ignorant or yeah. like unappreciative. But food is just like when I need to eat, I eat. And I don't, like right. it doesn't need to be luxurious all the time. There's right. people who are foodies. I'm like, dude, you got to try this sauce. Like this like, restaurant. Bro, I just want to <laughs> eat what I need to eat. Yeah. And I just grew up that way. I mm-hmm. can eat the same thing over and over. And people are just like, how do you do that? I'm like, dude, I think I could, it's a military life. I could do Unintentionally. That. Like, <laughs> it, it probably like, you know, just for for my health, like I like to um, have variety, but definitely I could. Yeah. You know, because I grew up with just rice and dried same fish. Same for you. Yeah. You, got, <laughs> you grew up on a little farm in the jungle. Like, <laughs> yeah, the same like, kind of thing. Very, very like, oh yeah, we're talking about just you know dehydrated fish and uh-huh. and like you know just rice like morning afternoon and evening and an if egg. we're lucky and you get an egg once in a while um if we have a lot of chicken mm-hmm. if they have like spare eggs and stuff we can have it but like most of the time we like those eggs to turn into chicken so that there will be more yummy more chickens <laughs> gotcha <laughs> yeah oh, that, that, that's where we get our protein from <laughs> so, man yeah See, I mean, two different worlds, but very similar 
exactly you know, kind of like hey this is how we're gonna make it mm-hmm. hey this is how we're gonna make it so it's yeah everything everything who i am as a person comes from him that, that's amazing it's really weird as much as i fight it I'm like, no, i don't i don't want to uh, you know every yeah. kid fight i don't want to be like my parents but then the more and more i look at him like He's actually a pretty cool dude. Like, he, yeah, you know, because now they open up into a world you didn't really know. Yeah, they they're know? starting to open up about themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I wish you would told us. I'm glad I'm hearing it now. It would be so amazing if you can actually bring both of them here. <laughs> yeah, one day <laughs> talk one about day. that. Yeah, one day. Yeah, you know, and and my my mom, we talked, and I understand where all her anger comes mm-hmm. from. Her, you know, her, you know, not getting along with her dad and her mom. And yeah, my uncles can be some challenging dudes, yeah. you know, and you, the the more I understand her, the more I understand, too, where I get my little temper from, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the mental health. Yeah. <laughs> and where she struggles with yeah. like a lot of things. And it's like, well, that trauma is handed down unintentionally i feel and you you start to see who who they are for who they are yes and it's don't get me wrong some days it's still hard you know it, it's never gonna be easy anyway yeah. because we're at the end of the day we're still humans yeah you know whatever that is yeah we're still <laughs> humans and we're complicated and all i mean each and every one of us are built from traumas, uh, from experiences, like our brain is very malleable, you know, that's the thing like with kids. And I mentioned this in our last podcast that like my parents did not fought in front of us. And the negative part of that is that when I'm in relationship and I'm having a fight with my partner, now I feel like I'm going to, like, uh, this is the end of it, you know, because I never really, I never really grew up into a family that fought and showed us that even through that fighting, we can still love, yeah. you know, I was, I grew up in a very different kind of like reality, although they have their arguments, but we didn't see it. So yeah. we didn't see it get resolved. Same. Yeah. I think that kind of hurt us too, because uh, my brother and I, we do not like to argue. Yeah, I'm avoid that. Yeah, I don't like getting into <clears throat> any kind of like disagreements. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like sometimes I would have saw it a few times. Like, oh, they resolved it, and look, you know, they get past it. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like I avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta argue. Right, right. you gotta let that steam <laughs> yeah. out. Like, Listen, to get you it son out, of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. And here's why. Oh, my bad. Okay. And I think human beings need to, you know, disagreements are good. Yes. Not, to a not, certain point. Yeah. You don't need yeah. to be like physical with each other. Yeah. And then yeah. like, you know, it's more like um, disagreement is good because it like, you know, it teaches you that after that like, you can still love. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, it's also like readjusting, you know. But then if we can find a way to fight with like you know like in a calmer way mm-hmm. it'd be amazing you know because that, that's why i'm like uh, that's why i'm always like wanting to achieve is that i want to be able to find in my future partner to like be able to just 
if you didn't like certain things that I do and if I hurt you, I might not be like, you know, I did not probably mean to hurt you. I want you to um, communicate that to me in a calmer, like, you know, way. So because like with me is that like if you approach me with an angry way, I'm I'm not backing out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like anything. Kindness generates kindness. Anger generates anger. So it's weird. Like, you know, I have I'm like, I don't know where that trauma come from. But then I I become very resentful. Like, you know, I I just I I don't know. I, I need to dig deeper for that. And um, if I get triggered in a way, I'm not going to tell you that I'm a saint. Like, no. Like, if you're going to, like, come to me, like, you know, with your hot love mouth and stuff like that, and you're about to burn me, and I'm like, I'm going to make sure I burn you back. But Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But um, that's probably going to take us to um, a different topic, which is... um, you know, like the chemical imbalance in our body. Yes. So, um, yeah, I chemical, I, I'm always kind I kind of understand it, but I don't understand it completely. Mm-hmm. It's always like, I always feel it's thrown around without a real explanation. And it's always the same one, serotonin. And what's the other one? Serotonin and, Dopamine. Dopamine, like, you know, all the stress um, yeah. hormones and stuff like that. That are naturally chemically made in you. Mm-hmm. And if you get a little bit of more, it's good. But some, I was like, well, is that something you should really be tinkering with? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, temper sometimes can be like, you know, can be res, uh, result by um, hormone, hormonal yeah. imbalance. And that's why I got, like, you know, I constantly trying to, um, like, level my hormones because my body doesn't provide, like, uh, proper hormones with me. So I have to take, like, you know, estrogen, but then I have to take, um, what's this, spironolactone, which is anti-testosterone. Because Mm. if my testosterone gets so high and, like, you know, everything gets imbalanced, I become, like, a, a really good bitch um, moody. <laughs> like, moody boots. yeah here comes moody boots yeah yeah the, the scary part for me is that when my hormone Im- like you know get to the point where it's imbalance is that i constantly want to kill myself yeah you know suicidal thoughts and that's something that is scary i i had that when my doctor the other day and he like you know um he's like oh your body is not producing progesterone so he put me in progesterone and all of a sudden I'm like super motivated. I'm like just doing anything. And like to the, at the end of the day, I'm like exhausted yeah. because I did so much. <laughs> like I, I did so much. It's like um, the, those people that have ADHD and they take... Oh, trust me. Uh, yeah. You're talking to one of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometimes and then I can get everything done. Right. And then some days I'm just like, eh, I'm going to stare at the TV. It's it's <laughs> hard though because like uh, after a few days of taking it, my body gets super, super tired because it was... Uh, I was new to that. Yeah. So I'm having over fatigue and mm-hmm. it's like starting to crush and I'm not letting my body. I'm like, no, no, no. You're not going back there. Like I'm not letting you. Yeah. But then that's why like the depression, I got this from Jim Carrey, like depressed, like your body needs 
deep rest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have to let your body become depressed, like in a certain amount of time, like, you know, just to be able to just lay there and feel all those emotion and stuff like that, because you're not going to stay there, you know? Yeah. And then like, just make sure that you always try to come out from that dark room, you yeah. know? And having like um, suicidal instinct, it's it's hard because like um, there are times that I would actually gather hoses because I'm so ready. Like you know, I have I was having conversation with this Uber driver guy, and he was having a grief with his um, friend, which is only 19 years old, that killed himself, and he suffocated himself in their garage. And my uh, fucked up brain like thought of that as like, oh my God, that's a really good idea. Mm. I can kill myself painlessly. So like, you know, I had this difficult morning where I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go tonight. And I start gathering up um, like hoses that I, I was going to attach into like, you know, the pipe of my car. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to like put that hose back into like, you know, the Mercedes. And then I'm just going to like listen right there. And I'm like, I, ju- like, I just did my own death pods. <laughs> just mm-hmm. turn on my engine and just fall asleep and then die. Yeah. And I was like, God, I need help. <laughs> I need help big time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, you know, it's so important for a lot of people to to be able to gain access to like, you know, um labs. Like, you know, to see like their levels, like what what's their estrogen, what's their um, testosterone, like, you know, just hormones. Yeah. You know, because it's a lot of times that that's our problem, mm-hmm. you know, I think I don't want another day where I would put a gun like it was empty. Sure. Like, you know, I'd put it in my head and I like I actually pulled the trigger and I was like, oh, my God, that's so fast. And I was like telling him, brother, I'm like, can you please take this gun away? Yeah. <laughs> because like. I know there's a lot of people that can no longer fight their demons and I would never judge them for taking their lives. But it's very painful for those people that are left behind. It really is. And I'm sorry that that you have gone back and forth with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you weren't successful. (laughs) I mean, I'm still here. And like, you know, I always say that God has purpose. He has his purpose for me. There, Yeah. And I always think about that. I had a friend a couple, I think a year ago, he took his life. Mm-hmm. He, he hung himself. Yeah. And you, you would have never thought coming from this guy that... He seems happy. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't even know if it was happy, but he was just such a like, you know, jokester. You know, it's oh, just fun yeah. to be around with yeah. and never put you down. Right. Um, just an amazing dude. Mm-hmm. And um, he just, I don't know. I don't know what went through his head that he felt that was the answer. Yeah. And I think it's good that people now are looking at like suicide. It's, it, it's, a, it's a dreadful thing. Don't get me wrong. But people yeah. are understanding like, you know. It's it sucks that they felt that this was it, it is you know and instead of making it so negative they go you know the narrative is changing a little bit it's like okay mm-hmm. how do we stop people from feeling that's the best solution it, it's most of the time it's not actually like you know your brain 
instead of protecting you because the the normal the normal function of the brain is to protect you from dying right it's to keep you alive yes yeah, to keep you alive yeah, yeah i have that brain that constantly want to kill me so it's like it's not even like you know it's it's like oh my god i gone through like you know so much difficulties in life that like you know molded me into the person i am today but then there are those very silly things like you know you know what i'm tired of this thing i'm just going to kill myself and then i don't know why it always triggered there but since i had the proper amount of like hormonal therapy that's what helps me you know as of this moment i like you know i woke up and i would actually like reevaluate and stuff i'm like weird i don't want to kill myself today you know nice. you wake up like that and you're like i'm a, like i, I want to live yeah. and then now like you know with everything that we were talking about earlier with what's going on in the world i'm like no not yet yeah. <laughs> i'm about to like you know tackle this new like you know venture in my life and i'm sure. excited about it you know yeah and i think i think a lot of people that's what they're missing is like a excitement mm. purpose you know purpose yeah it's a really big you know, doing things like people, my parents asked me like, what makes you happy, man? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, well, obviously not work. Work is, work is a job and I need mm -hmm. money and I'm, I'm not stupid. Like all this is just not appeared in my lap. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It, you have, you have to, to work pay for it. You have, to, you work have hard. to work for it. Yeah. But I, the more and more I, talk, I think about it, it's like, I like doing this. I like being artistic. I like creating Mm -hmm. that's where i don't feel any stress that's where i feel like okay if i if i do the camera this way yeah you know you start to think about and you forget about all things negative mm -hmm. sad whatever it is and i think that's what kind of is missing a lot in the world is you, you even see it in like schools oh they got rid of the art program they right, got rid right. of music right they got things they got rid of things that express feelings and joy and even music that's really really sad yeah is an expression of your mood yes and that's like the true language i feel like right going the, to the work, music yeah, is going to work is like whatever you know yeah i don't get joy of doing like x-rays CTs <laughs> every day you know it's a job it's 100 a job i'm right. helping people mm -hmm. you know my dad said that too he's like well you gotta help others i'm like yeah, yeah. maybe maybe look at it that way <laughs> maybe look at it that way yeah. or even if like um you know just you don't know each of those patients what's what they're going through yeah. and then just showing up being there you know you you do a lot for them you know if you um, like you know show them kindness and stuff and if that brings you happiness you know being able to just maybe look at it that way you know yeah. because work should not be work you know it should be like something that you enjoy yeah it and, should be fun right <laughs> if you actually like you know find purpose of just doing the city scan or like you know all these things that you do it probably help you like you know it just make your day easier you know i know it's hard to handle like or i mean try to be positive with people that are going or suffering mm -hmm. through certain kind of illness and stuff like that because most of the time they're not nice to be with yeah yeah well they're just mean to you too yeah there's a lot of people unfortunately nowadays that 
don't understand how difficult and it's not their place to understand but like all mm. those nurses and doctors and x-ray and all the techs like to get where they're at in life was not an easy it's not yeah and you need to chill out on like this me first kind of attitude <laughs> right you know there's a thing called triage and you need to understand it and yeah. respect it mm-hmm. whatever you think is the worst thing we have to look at it differently yeah you know? And it's not because we're, we don't have a heart or we're not being like kind to your right. situation. There's, right. there's tricks it's, to this. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. To, like, you know, even with me, um, dealing with mom and dad, I mean, they are the best human being, like, you know, that I met. But then there are certain times where it triggers, like, you know, my mood, like, you know, when, when they're not feeling too good or something like that. And I feel, I feel guilty about it, you know, because I see it as like they're losing their mind, you know, <laughs> and they, they are like uh-huh. literally like, you know, they're having, I didn't mean to laugh. Yeah. They, like they're having like dementia. Uh, both of them? Both of them. Damn. Yeah. So it's like, like you have to think that like I am the one who has more intact brain, you know? And then I have to be more flexible and more understanding to them, you know, because there's this certain things that like when you're cooking breakfast and then moms can sometimes like, you know, would do, oh, I'm hungry. I'm so hungry already. And I'm like, you see me cooking breakfast, like it just wait a little bit, you know, yeah. but then I never really understood it that they're forgetting sometimes like they would have um, like, you know, a meal and then they would start opening another meal because Mm. they forget that they already ate you know yeah that's hard watching the human mind kind of disappear on people yes and that's why one of the reason why i got so fascinated with um like you know behavioral human brains like you know how do you preserve you know your memories not to lose it and stuff um i see that you're big on alcohol uh, I hope yeah. you don't drink it all the time. Uh, well, I don't drink. <laughs> I have a little bourbon channel I do. That's fun. So all of you, everything you see here is yeah. drinking slowly. This isn't yeah. like consumed bottles on end. Okay, just like what you said, this one is, has been that's here been for two years. A couple years. Yeah, that's really um, good. I know alcohol is a big thing. It's big. Yeah, really big. Uh, but I enjoy the taste. Yeah, I mean, like you know, as long as you taste. Um, I fully stopped drinking alcohol for about two years now. You know, and um, it's not always like you know, it's not like I'm judgy against alcohol. Like you know, if it makes you happy, just like why I said, we all have what works for us, and we'll, like you know, we like we cannot deprive ourselves to be like you know this so healthy and whatever like you know that that we we don't do anything wrong or like you know or or is there any other thing like you know or it's even like wrong about what we're doing um because it's like if you're drinking alcohol and you do it socially it's still like you know it's still fine yeah right as long as you don't become like you know you that's just the way you live and you you come home and you drink like a whole bottle of alcohol and then that that's <laughs> that's yeah. the bad one. Yeah, that's a problem. For <laughs> yeah, sure. and even with mom and dad, they're not really like alcoholic. Like they hardly drink because they're both pastors. Mm. What um, dissolved their brain is the idea of retirement. 
Because mm-hmm. here in America, when you retire, you think that, oh, I don't have to do anything anymore. Yeah. You know? So. It goes with dogs. <laughs> they must see something in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, folks. <laughs> yeah, so um, when you finally get into the point where, like, okay, you're settling in your mind, you know, mom and dad here is the same age as my grandmother in the Philippines and she's still fine and she's sharp. She's 80 years old. She still have her um, coffee field. You know, she's still earning money. And she's the only one left. Like, you know, her husband died like, um, bef- I mean, after, a year after I got here in America. So, on that behalf, it's so important to continue working, to never retire, you know, and even if you retire, don't just settle on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. It, yeah, I totally agree. If you stop doing everything, you become just that. Yeah. You're just kind of there. And your brain just goes, well, we're not using anything. Yes. So, so we start like, you know. <laughs> we start forgetting things for you. Yeah. It's like activating um, what's this uh, internal um, distraction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. I feel bad because my watching someone go like that is tough. I don't know what kind of life that is at that point. Mm -hmm. Like I've always told anybody, if I ever start like that, you just give me that sleeping pill that I don't wake up from because I won't know any difference. <laughs> you say, here, Mr. Herb, here's your vitamins. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that you, was like my plan too. Yeah, you do me the favor because I, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to put too. anybody through that either. That's a hard thing to watch. It is. You it know? is. But it's like, you know, if we're not going to help ourselves today, are we going to get there? You know, so it's so important to like, you know, um, pay attention for what we do now and like what we do, because what we do now is what's going to result or like, you know, we're going to harvest that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's why I think it's important to stay on top of your health. Watch what you eat. I mean, easy on the alcohol. If you do, I need to learn that too. Mm -hmm. And, um. Yeah, keep your brain sharp. Read books. You know, reading is a great tool to keep because, your brain going. Right, I know. You You yeah. got so into this book that you sent to me. It's like that um, book that has the military guy in it. Oh, David Goggins. Yeah, <laughs> I love that guy. A lot of people hate him. I'm like, yeah. dude, that's the kind of... the. I like that guy so much because he's so real with how you have to treat yourself. Are you going to be lazy shit the rest of your life or are you going to do something about it? So he, he, you like that kind of approach? You like the I military like approach? I like that. I like his approach. I like that in your face like, well, you can sit here and complain about it or, or are you going to do, do anything about yeah. it? Because I have a lot of friends that will complain and complain. I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Right. Yeah. You yeah. know? You've been that kind of person with me. You keep pushing me. You're like, why, why are you not doing it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, there are certain things that I can just make happen. <laughs> like going to school. I hope right, you right. eventually go back to school. I think I school know. is important for everybody, whether you disagree with it or not. There's a lot to learn in school. I know. About yourself, too. And, and I, I, I do know. want to, and I still want to, like, you know, create that nonprofit here in Utah. That I've been planning for very long, but like, you know, the, the career shift 
and all of that. I'm hoping that after the six months of um, my new career, it's going to be the time where I can focus more on like going back to school. Yeah. Speaking so, of career, you want to say what you're about to go do? Um, yeah, so... Hit the skies! <laughs> hit the skies! Yes, I'm gonna, like, you know, hopefully, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do my best. Um, I'll start training uh, for um, what's this? a flight attendant job for American Airline um, this coming March. So that's very exciting. And it, it was like a journey on that too. Like, you know, I applied for Frontier, I applied for Delta, and I applied for American Airlines. And I always say Frontier, well, they, they got me. Like, you know, they, they give me the CGO right away. Mm. Then the Delta happens, and I always wanted to be in Delta for, for some reason. And the Delta was very very different approach like you know th their way of hiring is not really about you it's more about like you know it's about who you are and how are you going to be in a corporate world you know it's very corporate like they're they ask you a question and all of that it's about corporate and then american airlines happened and it was the most amazing because i can showcase who i am it's like having a podcast with you like mm. you know i can just so like you know because american airline got to know me they did not they did they did not try to get to know what i'm capable of as a worker they get to know the person that i am and and that's amazing and that's why i'm so excited for yeah. for the company actually like you know, to work for them because i i love that that like you know i want I mean, I wish a lot of companies are that way, yeah. that they would like look at their employee as a human being, not some kind of robot that would do whatever they want to do. Yeah. You know? It's still aligned with their values. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I know you. you were going for that for a while now. <laughs> it's like um, they were, they received over um, 119,000 applicants, I think. And um, I think they were only um, accepting 1,000 people. Dang. So. You got in. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you for my story. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> or, up. It's more like, thank you for letting me, um, you know. Uh, tell you my story and thank you for accepting me yeah, yeah. that's great how are we on time I think that's good um, yeah we can we can wrap it up okay yeah it's a good conversation but before we wrap it up I pretty much like you know um, do all the questioning <laughs> I, hey you know yeah. I appreciate it you're one of the few who and that's not how this show works. Yeah, you know, like, you don't I, come I like in and that. ask me stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like, you know, I'd like to get to, know, I like, I like the people to get to know you and I'd like to get to know more about you. Oh, I appreciate that. And um, I want to ask you a few questions before we wrap it up. And it's like, in your perspective, how should we continue, like, you know, living our life? Like, what's your advice on those people that has struggled mentally, like, you know, um, in mental health? Like, what do what should they do, in your own opinion? Um, I think, coming from someone, damn those dogs. I wonder <laughs> what they're barking at. There's nothing out there. Um, I think, just don't, don't accept the stigma. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to like express what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think more often than not, the people who struggle with it the most are the ones that just hide it. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of people hiding it. Yeah. I, I try to hide it. Mm-hmm. But I get to the point, too, where I'm like, look, man, this is what's going on. I am not having a good day. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't used to be like that. I, I still struggle with not really expressing what's going on because mm-hmm. um, I'm afraid that, like, oh, we need to take you to a mental ward or we're going to take you, like, we're going to take all away your stuff. Like, nobody's going to take away your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's going to take away your life. But if you need to go speak to somebody, like, go speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. If you feel like medication is the answer, Try it. Yeah, try it. But understand that's just a band-aid. Mm-hmm. Is man, all medications are meant to be band-aids. Right. Um, they're not the answer. I personally feel mm-hmm. that way. But they can help you get over that hump. Right. Whatever yeah. that little struggle may be for the little tiny bit in yeah. your moment of panic. Yeah. But that would that would be the biggest thing. Don't be afraid to be talk and tell people like look man i'm just i'm having an off off day here's what's going on and you'll be surprised how more people are will be more understanding mm-hmm. of like your situation and maybe you get a take a, another day off and like right. regroup and just find way find healthy ways to take care of it yeah um alcohol is the most dangerous thing you can do yeah but it's also the most easiest Everybody has access, <laughs> to, access it. to it. Yeah. And I understand why people do lean on alcohol because mm-hmm. it's readily available and they may not have access to, you know, doctors. And, yeah. And, and that's another thing, too. Uh, if you feel like you, alcohol is the answer, it's not. Yes. Um, try to find a way. There's clinics, there's yeah. free health care out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever you think alcohol may do to solve that is, I assure you, you are wrong. Yeah, uh, I've I've done that. Uh, it's it's I'm I'm a lot better with it now. Yeah. Um, just things like that. I I guess come full circle is just don't don't beat yourself up for yes. You know if it's if like you need help. Yeah, it's like we, <laughs> each and every one of us, we have our own journey, you know. Don't compare yourself to others. Even like, you know, sometimes what works for other people would might not work for you. And what might work for you would not work for other people. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I would encourage people to be the kindest that they can be because, you know, I know we all have our bad days and good days, but if we just show up with a smile to other people, we don't really know how much goodness we bring to them. And um, my last thing is that I learned this from my dog is like, you know, recently. And um, I always say, be as forgiving as God and be as loving as a dog because they're pure, pure love. They are. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love my dog to death. Dogs, they're great. <laughs> yeah, you have like three now. They're 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 great little human beings. Yeah, that expect not much from you. Yeah, and that's what I always try to tell myself too. Is like you know what, like learn from them. Look, look at life too as like, how how's the animal kingdom going? Like, what are they doing? Right, they they keep it very basic. 
Right. Yeah. The dr- like the dirt is simply is. They try to be happy. Well, they got to eat. Don't obviously don't hurt, hurt other people, <laughs> yeah. but they, you know, they, there's some violence in right, nature right. too, but yeah. they keep it like animals. They keep it. I just need basic stuff. And sometimes we get overwhelmed. Like mm-hmm. we need this. I need that. Uh, and just try to keep your life super cool and basic. You know, exactly. You know, get into ho- like healthy hobbies, like yeah. podcasting, <laughs> photography, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. everything that a people, blogger. yeah, everything yeah. that people make fun of and like, oh, everybody's got a podcast. So what? Right. It's you like, know? you know, it's a, um, it's a good memories from all those people you get to meet. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like a collaboration between like, you know, what works for other people and stuff like that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having yeah, me again. Yeah, thank you uh, for coming on and like asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, all my other guests have, but no one's ever like kind of like peeled back down onion with me on that one. I appreciate it. I'm glad. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's really fun. So, all right, folks, thanks for listening, and uh, thank you, Diana, again. And we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.